everyone. Welcome to the Career Medis Podcast. This is your host, Nassar Ahmed. This is episode 83 of the Career Medis Podcast. And this particular episode is now part of, is another one in the series, which I call the Leadership Expert Series. If this is the first time you're joining us, uh, what I've been doing is in this particular Leadership Expert Series, I've been bringing leadership consultants, coaches, experts in the whole area of leadership, and they share their wisdom and ideas on how we can pick up on those skills and improve our careers. And for today's episode, I am interviewing Andreas Jones. Um, He's an award-winning, best-selling author, life and business strategist, consultant. He was an Army combat veteran, and he's, he's a regular columnist, magazines, online publications such as Forbes, The Huffington Post, Lifehack.org, etc., with over 12 years of experience in leadership, entrepreneurship, business planning, operations, Andreas has breadth and depth of experience needed to quickly understand businesses and craft the most suitable solutions. He's also a published author. His book is called Battle Tested Leadership. Uh, it is available on Amazon. I'm sure we'll learn a little bit more about that as well. At, uh, without further ado, uh, our guest, Andreas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Really do appreciate it. So before we get into the whole concept of leadership and also learning more about your experience, I, uh, one of my favorite questions I always ask my guests uh, is, uh, where are they calling from? Atlanta, Georgia, United States. Atlanta is, if anyone living in North America or even Europe, they do know, they have heard of Atlanta. I think the 1996 Olympics was held there. Yes. Um, but for the people who do not know, or even more of a fun stuff here, could you share with us a fact about Atlanta that most people do not know unless yeah, they have absolutely. been there for a long, long time? Yeah. So fun fact about Atlanta, we have the world's busiest airport. There's a plane taking off or landing every four seconds at the Atlanta airport. Every four seconds? Yeah. Wow. There's a plane taking off or landing, yeah. I can imagine, uh, I can only imagine how hectic that, that sounds. Uh, yeah. I don't know how the people <laughs> who work there do it. So that's amazing. I did not know that. I haven't been lucky enough to visit Atlanta yet, but I, it is on my list of cities in the U.S. that I would like to visit. So maybe you can help us out by telling a little bit about yourself, you know, how you, your journey, have you got to be a leadership expert? Yeah, so my uh, journey um, pretty much started um, in my home country, Jamaica. Uh, so I grew up in Jamaica and migrated uh, to the United States. At age 17, went into the U.S. military, joined the U.S. Army at 17, then transitioned out of military into the corporate world. It's been quite a journey coming from, from a little small island of two, 2.5 million people you know, to the United States of 350 million people, just uh, adjusting, learning new culture. So there's a lot of introspection that I have to, that I have to do in order to um, set up myself for success and one of the ways I did that was through uh, mentors and seeking out guidance from, from experienced professionals who are in the fields that I wanted to explore. That's very interesting. And sounds like in your story, you've had a, a few transitions. One was from Jamaica to the U.S. And the second one was 
being in the army to as a career as a civilian. I'm just curious, before we get into some of the deep topics here, you've actually successfully managed your transition and how, how do, that's actually a good concept because we live in a world and when it comes to, especially in the business world, the careers, everything is dynamic. So for someone like you who has done it successfully, what do you recommend are some of the key ideas people can have or take from this for transitioning from one position to another or from one situation to another? Absolutely. So I guess the first thing goes without saying is being, you have to be absolutely clear of what you want to do. Hmm. So you can't like just throw stuff against the wall and try to see what sticks. And that strategy is not effective. It doesn't work. You have to know exactly what you want to do. And then you have to start seeking out people in that space, you know, build relationships, which is just of most importance. That's the way I've been able to transition successfully through all the transitions that I've made. Um, is just building the, the right relationships and as, as against seeking mentorship and seeking guidance along the way, because I don't think any one person can do it all by themselves. And, you know, um, I just think it's, it's selfish of you not to leverage the insights and experience of others, you know, when you could do that and make a difference in your life and your family's life and create a better future for yourself. That's an excellent point. So the, the, the idea I got from that is no matter what situation you transition to, you need the help of others. So it's, it's, you should be the type of person, no matter what you do, who's able to build those relationships, networking with the right people, et cetera. So that's what I heard from that. Absolutely, yes. So uh, I know the theme of this interview is leadership. So I'd like to start off by asking you, what does leadership mean to you? Pretty much leadership means to me, um, leadership is at its core is all about influence. If you can't influence people, then you can't lead. So, you know, leadership is, is, is influence and the absolute foundation of leadership is trust. People don't trust you, you can't lead them. And so just with those two things in mind, I think that is absolutely important to, if you're a leader or if you're looking to go to a leader, get to know people, get to understand, you know, what drives them. And also, you know, carry yourself and behave in a way that garners their respect and trust. And so that, you know, when that time's come for you to make a tough call, even though it might not be the most popular decision, they trust you enough to go along with it. We see that all the time in sports, you know, when a coach might make a call, you know, the best player in the team, you know, he might not like the call, but he trusts the coach enough to make the right call and he goes along with it. Mm-hmm. And more oftentimes than not, they're successful by trusting the coach, you know, when the coach makes a call. So it's just understanding people and creating that environment of trust and respect along the way. I would like to expand further with this whole idea of battle tester leadership. I know this comes from your personal experience, but maybe uh, you can explain further. What, what does that really mean, battle tester leadership? Yeah, so the whole concept of battle tester leadership, it, it just speaks to my journey of, you know, kind of, I call it trial by fire situations, you know, as a transitioning from Jamaica to, to the United States and then into the military, had to relearn a whole new culture, just having to go through all these different stages of growth and development. And as with that perspective and experience that the battle tested comes into play. That hmm. these are things that have been tried and, and, and tested and proven to work and that has worked. Okay. So th- this does uh, tie into your whole experience in the Army 
and you are applying that to the real world. I mean, the I'm sorry, not the real world, the business world. Okay, would you mind sharing one or two ideas within the battle test of leadership? What that would, uh, you know, just a gist of what uh, or a preview of what that would look like. Yeah, so battle test of leadership pretty much is. Um, so in the military, one thing that we know very well is we put people in their strength zone. So if your strength is communication, we try to make sure that's where you go and that's where you serve best because that's where you could make the most impact. And so that's something the military has taught me and then has done very well is to make sure that people are aligned with their strength zone so that teams work efficiently and effectively. So it refers to working on your strengths as opposed to doing things for the sake of doing it. Correct. Okay. So I have a question that does come up a lot of the time. I know this, you hear this all the time where they say, work on your strengths. So what should people do with their weaknesses? Should they ignore it or should they still try to rectify it? Um, no, don't ignore it. Try to make it better, but don't, the majority of your time shouldn't be spent trying to eliminate your weaknesses. Got to continue developing your strengths. And by doing so, you inadvertently also eliminate some of your weaknesses as you get stronger, you build in persistence, you build in consistency, those things go a long way. So don't, don't, you know, forget them. So work on them, but don't spend majority of the time trying to get rid of your weaknesses and forget your strengths and you mm-hmm. know, don't get lost in trying to be strong everywhere. That's why you have other people, you leverage other perspectives, leverage others' experience, leverage others' knowledge. So you don't have to know it all or do it all by yourself. So it goes back one of the things you said early, right? Uh, it's about working with other people, working together. So you can leverage someone else's strengths and you work on your strengths and together you are able to do, do the things that you want to do. So you don't necessarily have to focus on fixing everything. Find people who can complement you. Absolutely, yes. So a question that always comes up is, or even a concept, the whole idea of a leader versus follower and the only a handful of people are leaders versus followers. So uh, do, you, uh, do you actually believe that where not everybody should be a leader? No, I think that's a false, uh, mm-hmm. that's false. So my belief is that everyone is a leader because the, the most potent form of leadership is self-leadership. So yeah, you have to be able to lead yourself. You have to be able to guide and direct yourself before you can lead and direct anybody else. What what does that mean? Like self-leadership? Because typically the reason I'm asking that, right? Typically for the average person, they think of leader, they talk about, they think of a team, they think of leading a group of people. But what is, uh, can you expand on self-leadership? Self-leadership is basically just taking the initiative to say, okay, what do I, what can I do? What can I control? Uh-huh. Knowing that there's stuff that you can control and nothing you can do it, but taking the initiative to say, okay, I can fix this. I can do this better. I, I'm going to do what I'm able to do and not let all the other outside influences keep me trapped or keep me stuck. So it's just taking the initiative to say, okay, you know, while I might not be able to change everything, I can change this. I can do this better. So that's self-leadership. So it starts with awareness, right? Know, yes. Knowing yourself. Okay, interesting. Your words are a word of encouragement because you said everybody could be a leader. Everybody's a leader. For, for those out there who think this idea sounds good but do not have the belief or the conviction that that is possible, what would you say to them? What can they do? Absolutely. That it's possible. It's definitely possible 
to to be a leader. But I think that the greatest thing you can do is lead from where you are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of time we get so stuck in and in, in trying to figure out the future and don't appreciate the present. So lead from where you are, control what you can control, and do what you can do. Lead from where you are, and you also mentioned control what you can do. And the more you do that, eventually you are able to get start doing more things, newer things, and expand your skill set, right? Okay. Absolutely, yes. Okay. So one other question I have is, in, in your experience, or even in your own life, who do you think stands out really well as a leader? Is there any, like, what I'm asking you, do you have a favorite leader? Absolutely. I'll say John Maxwell. Yep. He's that one I told my manager I wanted to be a good leader. For one of the books he gave me was The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Yeah. And so that's how I got involved with John Maxwell to the point of being certified by him to teach his uh, material as a John Maxwell you know, certified leadership coach and trainer. So he's just taking the initiative. It's okay, well, I read this book. How can I meet this guy? And traveling to different events where he was going to be to meet and to eventually being a part of the John Maxwell team. So he definitely stands out as a person who only not only walks the walk, who talks, talks top, but also walks the walk. Yeah, definitely. He's an amazing speaker as well and, is, and a wonderful author. And when you think of leadership and personal professional development, his, his name is one of the few that comes out. Absolutely, yes. Okay. I mean, you mentioned that he did impress you, but what, I'm just curious, was that anything, what is your biggest takeaway? Because everyone I ask about John Maxwell has a one good takeaway. And for me, it was doing something every day. I love a speech. I've listened to that on YouTube where he says, whatever it is, you have to do it every day. And that's why he, was, he has been able to write tons of books because he does it every day. That was my favorite. What is your favorite John Maxwell idea or strategy? Yeah, favorite idea from John Maxwell is that to just love people, you know, care about people, you know, care about their well-being, care about what they want to do. One of his favorite stories he tells is when um, his uh, office, his headquarters was in San Diego and he wanted to move it to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, when he announced he wanted to move, all the employees except one person moved to Atlanta because they loved and respected him that much that they moved their families and everything to Atlanta mm-hmm. just so they could be, be continue being with, with and work and serving him. So I think that speaks, you know, that speaks volumes to his, to what he writes about and how that takes place in his daily life that, you know, his employees would want to relocate their old families just to continue that relationship. That's amazing. We are coming uh, closer to the end of our interview here. And I mean, you've shared some key ideas here. And before we wrap up here, any last words that you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, absolutely. I'll say... If you have a dream, don't wait one more day to pursue it. Pursue it now. Go after your dream. Be bold in your pursuit of your dream. So one of the things I constantly you know, talk to my friends and my wife about is you know, live boldly. You know, dream boldly, live passionately, love sincerely, and lead courageously. And I think just with that mantra of life, you, know, you could make an impact. However small or however large it is, that, that's dependent on you, but... I strongly believe that everyone can make an impact and make the world a better place uh, before we all leave this earth. I love that. That's, that's an amazing, amazing call to action. 
If people wanted to find out more about you or learn from you, what, is, what are some of the best ways to reach you? Yeah, the best ways to reach me definitely on my uh, website, battletestedleadership.com. There you can connect with me uh, through all my social media. You can email, call, whatever you need to do. If you want to talk to me, I'm, I'm available to talk and help, help anyone who, who seeks that out. Thank you very much. And I'll make sure to include those in my show notes. But Andreas, it was amazing having you as a guest. You shared some key ideas, which I'm sure myself include. I, I, I found it valuable, but I'm sure the audience as well as well. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Career Medis podcast. As mentioned, I have written a brief summary of the interview with links to Andreas's website. If you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this episode among your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medis podcast. Thank you.